I'm going to be reading from 1 John chapter 2, starting at verse 3. Well, let me start with verse 1. We did, I did preach on verses 1 and 2 last week, and we're going to be preaching on verse 3 onwards this week. But let me start at verse 1 of 1 John chapter 2. My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for us only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Verse 3, and by this we know that we have come to know him, if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. By this we know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you for this beautiful morning. Thank you that we can gather together. Yes to encourage and to stimulate each other to love and good works, but also to come and worship you in spirit and truth. What a privilege it is to know that we can be here and we can come together as a family in Christ Jesus, known as he's the head of our church. And I pray that as we come together, we would honour him and we would also honour you, Father. Thank you again for all that you've given us through your son, Christ Jesus, all the spiritual blessing in the heavenlies. And also thank you for the Holy Spirit who lives in us and helps us to understand your word and walk in your ways and to keep your word. Help us to guard your word in our hearts so we may not sin against you. But Father, please open up our ears to hear and help me to be clear and understood. Help me, Father. Help us all to honour you in how we live in this fallen world. Pray and ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, before, in chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, there was, there was some doctrine there, there was some theology, there was Jesus is our advocate and he's also our propitiation. And then John, in verses 3 to 6, wants us to know if we know God. We say we know God, we say we love God, but do I know that I know God? Do we know that we know God? And how would we know that we know God? Some of us maybe think that Christianity is just theory, knowledge, and it stops there. But John is a very practical, loving man. He wants the knowledge and the theory to flow out. How do we know that we know God? And the word know, I mean, I give an example. I know that Cyril Ramaphosa is our president because I see him in action as a president. I know Michael W. Smith is a gospel singer because I see him in action as a gospel singer. I know John MacArthur is a pastor because I see him in action pastoring a church. 
And I know Peter is a Christian because I see him in action as a Christian. So you've noticed I've played on the word action. See, God has saved us to bear fruit. And if we're going to bear fruit, that requires action. It's not just, I know God, and it stops there. We've got to see ourselves in action as Christians. God hasn't, like I said, hasn't just given us His Word so that we can gain knowledge. We know knowledge puffs up. But we need to take this knowledge and put it into action. Jesus tells us in Scripture, Blessed rather are those who hear the Word of God and keep it, meaning obey it, do it. They, they're active. There's no idleness. There's no, there's no passiveness. They are active in their Christian life. When we talk about being saved by the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ in, in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, we're not just talking about knowledge and it stops there and think we can answer all the questions that the world throws at us and that's it. No. When we grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, it must be put into action. Obviously, right knowledge leads to right living. Right doctrine, right living. But you don't just have knowledge and it stops with your head full of God's words and His sayings. James warns us, you need to be doers of God's word and not just mere hearers and therefore deceive yourselves. We can't just have knowledge and stop there. John is a loving pastor and he's concerned that this knowledge we have turns out into practical knowledge. He's also concerned with the practical side of our walk. And in this letter, in verses 3 to 6 of 1 John, 1 John chapter 2, John wants to make sure that his readers and us know that there is a true saving knowledge of God, and if there is a true saving knowledge of God, there will also be a heart of obedience to His Word. That we won't, won't just say, yes, I love Jesus, I know Jesus, and I keep His teachings, and I keep His commandments, and that's where it stops. We've got to see fruit. We've got to bear fruit. We cannot live as we please, saying we know God. This is what they were doing. They were false teachers saying, don't worry, you're saved, and you can now live as you please. You can keep on sinning. John is saying, no, no, no. If you want to know that you truly know God, then you have to follow through. Walk the talk and not just talk it. So as we come now to 1 John chapter 2, verses 3 to 6, John shows us that those who say they know God will show it in a living obedience to His Word. Now I'm not talking about perfectionism yet. I'm not talking about that's all we need to see. Yes, we're going to be disobedient. We're going to fail. God can forgive us. We, we heard about that two weeks ago. If we, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we're going to sin. But we can't say 
that we can carry on sinning. We've got to know that there has to be obedience. And John gives us a good test of how do we know if we know God? How do you know if you know God? God wants us to know that we know Him. And, and, and the Holy Spirit's given us His Word to make sure that we know that we know God. Yes, like I said, there's knowledge. There's certain things you've got to know about God. But then you also got to live a certain way to show that you know God. So this morning I just want to challenge us with these two reliable tests that we can find in these verses 3 to 6 to see how we know that we know God. And the first reliable test to see how we know that we know God is, do we keep His Word? Now you would have noticed that the word keep in verses 3 to 5 is mentioned three times. That means John is serious about what he's writing. It says that he keeps his words in verse 5 and in verse 4 not keep his commandments and in verse 3 keep his commandments. And it's keep, it's hold fast what you've known. Hold fast the gospel of truth. Don't listen to what other people are saying out there. Don't fall for what other people have read and then they go tell you and then they want you to follow their, their knowledge. John is facing false teachers and they bring their myths and the figment of their imagination. And John is saying here, guys, if you want to know that you know God, then are you keeping His word? Are you holding fast His word? And to keep God's word is going to require energy, it's going to require effort, but it's going to require obedience. A lovely quote comes from reading in a book, Obedience as a pattern of life does give evidence that one has been born again. It's easy to come to church here on a Sunday and to go to different fellowship groups and prayer meetings and to behave one way and then to go home and behave another way behind closed doors. But we forget God is all seen. He sees how we behave. He sees if we are a fake or a fraud. And to know God first involves a personal relationship with Him. And if you know Him, then the Bible and God's Word is going to transform your life into, into godly behavior. There's going to be practical behavior that's going to follow our knowledge of God. If we say we know God, then there must be in our lives an ongoing obedience to His Word. Obedience is so um, important and vital to our walking with God. We're saved into an obedience of faith. And I think back in, in Deuteronomy, if I, if I can recall from verse 30, 31. See, I've set before you today life and good, death and evil, 
This is Moses saying to the people, See, I've set before you today life and good, death and evil. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I command you today by loving the Lord your God, by walking in His ways and by keeping His commandments and His statutes and His rules, then you shall live and multiply. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you're entering to take possession of it. Obedience follows blessings. But if your heart turns away and you will not hear, but are drawn away to worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are going over the Jordan to enter and possess. Disobedience. And then there will be curses. God gives us knowledge, then He requires from us to walk humbly with Him. Showing the world this great God. Showing Him His attributes that will reflect from our lives. His love, His kindness, His goodness, His joy. The world's watching. Do they see us having genuine fellowship with, with Him? And fellowship with each other? Do they see us walking in the light or walking in the darkness? Again, we touched on that in verses 5 to 10 of 1 John chapter 1. And to keep His word means that we hold fast His commands, what He's commanded us from His word. We don't say one thing and then we go do another thing. And if you want to find out, we know that God has given us different commandments. We can go to the Old Testament in Deuteronomy and in, in Exodus. We know that the, the Ten Commandments are, are there. But God has also given us a new commandment, and that is to love one another. And we're going to see that that flows from here. In one in 1 John chapter 2, verses 3 to 6, he's, he's asking us to keep the word. And Lord willing, next week we'll look at walking with Jesus. And he talks about keeping his commandments. And then we see in verse 7 through to 11, basically that commandment is to love one another. How can you say you know God, but you hate your brother? God hasn't taught us that. He's taught us to love. And that's what John is trying. This, like I said last week, this letter is full of the word love. It's mentioned, I think, 16 times. Over 60 times in 1 John, 2, in two, in 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John. It's mentioned over 60 times. In 1 John alone, it's mentioned 16 or 18 times. Four times more than in the book of Corinthians. And in any other book than in the New Testament. John is the apostle that Jesus loved. Maybe he loved him because John loved. Not that there's a condition. So if we believe in Jesus Christ, then our love will stir us up to obey his word, obey his commands, which we know I shall not steal, I shall not commit adultery, I shall not covet, I shall not lie. But it's also telling us, I shall love my neighbor as myself. I love the Lord, I love God with all my heart, soul, mind and strength, and then love my neighbor as myself. 
And nothing's new. Because in the Old Testament, which I read already in Deuteronomy chapter 30, but in Deuteronomy chapter 10, which is a book written to the people, Moses writes, And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? The same is for us. There's, there's principles here. But to fear the Lord your God, we taught that in the New Testament. To walk in His ways, well, we're going to see, Lord willing, next time, to walk as Jesus walked. To love Him, to love Him, it's in the New Testament. To serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, that's in the New Testament. And to keep the commandments and statutes of the Lord, which I'm commanding you today for your good. For your good. We are either obedient for the good of God, or we are disobedient because we don't really care about our good or the goodness of God. Obedience matters. Obedient Christians will show that they love God and it will be shown that they keep God's word. Not perfectly, but they are striving to be obedient in everything. And not in a legalistic way. Like, I must go to church on a Sunday. I must pray. I must read my Bible. Yes, you need obedience to do that every day. And it's a good habit. But don't think if you do that, that now God must perform for you. God is not a God of performance. You do those things out of love for God. I want to get to know this God, so I read the Word. I want to speak to this God, so I pray to Him. And then I want to take what I've prayed and what I've learned. I want to apply it. I want to be active in my life. Loving my neighbor. Loving others. Caring for others. So obedience matters. And it, and it matters in our Christian life. When God saves us, He doesn't give us the freedom to do as we please with His Word. And just carry on living like there's been no change in our hearts. You see there in the beginning of verse 5 of 1 John chapter 2, we read, Whoever keeps his word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. What does this mean? Well, it's nice to see we come across the word love. The love of God is perfected. Someone said it means our obedience to keep God's word evidences our love for God. And shows that we have been laid hold of by God's love. If God has poured His love into our hearts, which He has done through the work of the Holy Spirit who lives in us, then that love needs to be seen. And it will be seen if we keep God's word and we obey it. This is, I thought we would work through John and it would be a very nice, loving, light book, but it actually has some really in your face truths. It wakes you up. If someone knows the Bible off by heart, that doesn't mean they know God and doesn't mean they love God. It will be shown in how this man lives because he will use God's word and he will use God's wisdom to live a wise, godly, loving, caring, humble life. It's easy to say I'm a doctor, but I want to know what kind of a doctor are you. 
Are you a loving, caring doctor for your patients? Or are they just a statistic? I'm a Christian. Well, let's see what kind of a Christian you are. What is your Christian life outside your home, outside the church? Is it a loving and caring, not only for the people in the church, but beyond these walls, to the, the enemy, to the stranger? God's love has been poured in our hearts and He's given us the Holy Spirit so that we can mature this love, that we can cultivate this love so it can be worked out into the world. And as it's worked out, so God's love is complete. It's been seen. It's, it's working through us into the lives of people. Our love for God completes its work when we obey God's work, when we keep His word, and we are loving one another and people out there. Jesus said, whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he is, it, he, it is who loves me. I'll repeat that. Jesus said, whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. Obedience demonstrates love for God. Disobedience demonstrates an absence of love. So even as a Christian, when you sin, it's an absence of love. Jesus said, whoever does not love me does not keep my words. And oh, there's so much I was thinking this morning that when, when Jesus has not been rude to the Pharisees. He's, he's just been loving and truthful. If he didn't tell them the truth, if you don't tell people the truth, the greatest thing today is people think they don't need to be in a church. This is, the church is, is Christ's body. He's the head of the church. He died for us individually, but He died to bring us together as a family, as a body of believers, which is built up in Christ. So if you say you're not in a, you don't have to be in church, you can do as you want to out there and live as you please, then you're not loving God and you're not keeping His word. And, and Jesus, when, he, when, he, when the Pharisees, um, approached him. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God and I'm here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? And if people don't want to understand what we say, then it is because you cannot bear to hear my word. They cannot bear to hear God's truth. They've been convicted and challenged by God's truth. They don't want to hear it. You are of your father the devil. And, you will, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning. And we know that. Abel was killed, murdered. And does not stand in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character. For he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell the truth... You do not believe me. Which, of, which one of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God, yes, the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. I don't know how people can say we don't have to be in church. We don't need church. The reason is because they do not hear God's word and they are not of God. And Jesus has not been rude yet to the Pharisees. He's been, he's been truthful. 
He's, he's taking God's word and it's convicting. We should challenge people when we come across people that are not in churches. They're not keeping God's word and they're not showing that they love God. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. That's what John's telling us. And that should make us sit up and say, wow, I better do something about my heart and my life. I better repent and confess my sin. I better get back in that church. Because it's his body. And Christ is coming back for the church, his church. That's why it doesn't matter how great our Christian profession is. It doesn't matter how great our Christian experience is. Or what, what um, experience you had at your conversion. If we do not keep God's word, then we are a liar and the truth is not in us. We deceive ourselves. If we say we know God, then we must keep his word. Otherwise, we are a fraud and a spiritual fake. You can go read this passage and you can read it over and over. And you'll see we cannot hide anything from God and from people. If we say, I know God, then we will keep his word and we will hold on to his promises and we will walk in his truth. He's given us the gospel of truth. Like someone said, people can have no authentic relationship with God if they do not obey His Word, if they do not keep His Word. Like I said, we will fail from time to time to keep God's Word. But this is, John is writing to people that say they love God, know God, and they just live in total sin and obedience, disobedience. And they do as they please. And then they try and convince you that you're wrong, that you're disobedient. It's just amazing. To know God is to experience His love in Jesus Christ and to return that love in obedience. Holding on to His Word, keeping His Word. You, you read that in, in Hebrews. There's five warnings. And it's all really to do with God's Word. Hold on to that confession of faith. And we need to hear these warnings. The Pharisees thought they knew God, but they were very far from Him. They had taken God's Word and they had made it into their own. And that's exactly what we can do in our era. That's why this, this First reliable test is such a good test to see if we know that we know God. If we are keeping His word. If we are holding fast the word of faith. And again I say not perfectly. I'm not trying to downplay. It's hard to keep God's word. Especially when things don't go our way. When, 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 when someone dies close to us. When there's just so much pressure and tension from this pandemic, the stress. The longer it stays, the more impatient we become. But God, as Christians, instead of keeping His word and trusting Him and being patient and knowing that God is sovereign and He knows exactly what He's doing, He's in complete control of this world. He's still on the throne and He rules. 
and we are victorious in Christ. So this first reliable test that we've seen from 1 John chapter 2 verses 3 to 5 to see how we know if we know God. And that is, do we keep His word? Do we obey His word? Are we doing His word? And if we do, then let's, let's pray and let's encourage each other to keep looking to the cross, to keep God's word. If you're not and you find yourself more in disobedience, then look to the cross and humble yourself and repent and, and ask God to forgive you. Confess your sin and He will cleanse you from all your unrighteousness. That's a promise. It's a truth. Because when we look to the cross and when we look to, to the Lord's Supper, we should be reminded of one thing and that's Jesus' love for us. To Him He loves us and has freed us from our sins by His blood. To be imitators of God as beloved children and to walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. A fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. And we'll see more of that walking with Jesus, Lord willing, in two weeks' time. But I, I challenge us to, to repent and to, and to offer up our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is our spiritual service of worship. And if we are keeping God's word and we are holding fast His word, then that tells us that we know that we know God. That we not just know about Him and talking about Him. That our life characterized by our love for one another will show that we are keeping His word and it shows that we love Him and we know Him. It's easy to say, I know God because I... I've repented and put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. I know God because God's word says this. But is it seen in your life? Are you walking in the light? Or are you walking in darkness saying, we know God? Let's pray. Father, this passage is, is so challenging and so humbling. But you've called us to obey you and not our own rules and our own commandments but your commandments you've, you've commanded us to, to keep them and if we keep them we're showing we know you and if we, if we don't say we know you then we're just a liar and the truth is not in us because Jesus says I'm the way and the truth and he's given us the spirit of truth to live in us so we can walk in truthfulness and speak the truth in love to one another. So Father, please forgive us. Help us. Help us to, to deny ourselves and take up our cross daily and follow Christ according to His Word. Help us to keep this Word and hold it fast in our hearts. Thank you, Father, for this reminder. Thank you that Your Word just humbles us and brings us back onto the narrow road. And it's so easy to, to go off the narrow track and get caught up in all other teachings. And most of them are false, Father. We must be like the Bereans today and search the Scriptures to see what we say is the truth. And does it come from your word? Or is it from our opinions? So, Father, please, as we come now to your table, the Lord's table, Help us to reflect on our own hearts if we are keeping your word and walking obediently with you.
by loving you and loving one another. Father, be merciful, be gracious to us. Pray and ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen.